1: I'm your host, your cheap seat crony, your bench shakie with a beer. My name is Jeff Carr, bringing you the Reds every day. What's good, Reds fans, and welcome into the Locked On Reds podcast on this Monday. My name is Jeff Carr. Thanks so much for downloading and listening to today's show. On today's show, I'm just going to give you a quick recap of the weekend action and Cactus League play for the Reds and also going to get to some thoughts about Nixon Zell and we're going to start this week I'm going to look at the rest of the teams in in the NL Central Division and today we're going to start with the St. Louis Cardinals but before we get to that make sure you subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play and Stitcher and make sure you look us up on the website at LockedOnReds.com where we've got a new article up by David Pemberton. He's looking at the 2020 Cincinnati Reds Kind of looking ahead, just a little bit, and taking a look at what the Reds might look like a year from now. So check him out and more. We also got articles by Taj Simmons, Clay Snowden, and many more. There's also social media at Locked On Reds on Twitter and Instagram, and then also at Jeff Carr with three Fs on Twitter, and then at Carr Jeff. Just flip the two on Instagram. So. Let's dive right in over the weekend, you know, starting on Friday, the Reds went one and two, which, as we know, spring training records mean absolutely nothing but they lost three to five or five to three to the Giants on Friday. The angels got their revenge for the second game of spring training whenever the Reds clobbered them. The angels clobbered the Reds eleven to two on Saturday. And on Sunday, the Reds beat the Brewers 9-5. to Now there were some homers hit, just kind of looking at them. Philip Irvin continues his production in the home run area for this spring. He's got three now. He hit one on Friday against the Giants and one on Sunday against the Brewers. Jesse Winker also homered on Friday against the Giants, his second of the spring. And then a couple of homers for guys that was their first of the spring, such as Kyle Farmer, Derek Dietrich, and Brian O'Grady, a minor league dude who doesn't figure to be on the Reds roster except maybe come September, but it's nice to see him get a round-tripper as well. The only really... Important topic of discussion that came from the three games was on Saturday, Luis Castillo had a bit of a rough outing. And there were a lot of people on the wonderful Twitter that were talking about Luis Castillo as if maybe there was something wrong. Maybe we should reevaluate Luis Castillo being, you know, in the rotation. There were some people that were disparaging the fact that David Bell had already... Announced his five-man rotation for the year, and I do not understand that. It is spring training. Guys are working on things. Guys are trying new things out. he, pro- you know, I mean, he's not going to come out and say, "You, I was doing this different thing for this game or something like that." He's not going to tell us that. He he doesn't have a reason to tell us that. It's nice to get that peek behind the curtain, but definitely don't have to alert us to the fact that he is messing with something in his game but be that as it may when you get shelled in february do you know what that does to your overall era nothing his spring era setting right now at 20.25 do you know how much that concerns me for the year absolutely none at all in fact there was the statistic sent out on the twitter saying that luis castillo's career xfip As I mentioned in some episodes past, that's a sabermetric statistic that is a supplement to ERA, kind of explaining more the things that he is capable of controlling and less about the fielders and the defense behind him and what they do. It's all about how he controls the game. His XFIP is the exact same at 3.59 as Justin Verlander's at their, you know, comparable points in their career so when Justin Verlander was where Luis Castillo is in his career they have the same XFIP so I'm not worried not one bit I'm not even batting an eyelash at that I just wanted to tell you that I'm not worried so going into opening day I still expect him to be that starter I'm not thinking that this is the sort of thing that's going to put his rotation spot in jeopardy and it shouldn't I mean It's spring training. They're just getting warmed up for the year. That's all i got to say about that. And then, it's a debate that has been kind of marinating, you know, uh, (laughs) to use that Dusty Baker topic, but it's been rolling underneath the surface. Everyone has been waiting, and as we get closer to opening day, it just keeps on ramping up. Nixon Zell, is he going to be here on opening day or are they going to send him down for two weeks? Here's the deal with that. There are two sides of this argument. One is business related, and the other just makes logical sense. And I'm not saying that, you know, I believe any certain way about you if you think differently than what I think. I think it is just a logical thing that if you're going to field your best roster, you're going to have Nixon Zell on the opening day roster, he's one of the 25 best players on this team, I really don't think there is an argument to that, if you find 25 other guys on this team that are better than him, be my guest, I can't, he is one of the top 25 best players on the Reds roster, so he needs to be up on opening day, the other side of the coin is, hey, you extend his service time, this and that, and then there's even a caveat to that argument of, you know, the Reds are really poised to compete next year this is kind of their bridge year and what have you and all that good stuff i i still think he needs to be on the opening day roster had he have stayed healthy in 2018 wouldn't have been an issue he probably would have been up in june or july last year and he'd have been on the roster already i think he needs to be up in opening day and that's that. I might mention that a few more times between now and then, and hopefully, the Reds listen. You know, there were there were some quotes uh, real quick that I saw from Dick Williams and David Bell. They said, you know, we're going to field the twenty five best players we have, and you know, I don't I don't want to think that that's just lip service that they're just telling us what we want to hear. I really don't think there's any value in that, so I don't see that as doing that. So with that in mind. Nixon zell has got to be on the opening day roster. And I'll leave it at that. We're going to take a quick ad break here on the Monday edition of the podcast. Thanks so much for downloading and listening. We'll be right back. We're back on the Locked On Reds podcast on this Monday. Speaking of advertisers, if you're looking to advertise to an audience of male, predominantly males, age 18 to 44 years old, who love the Cincinnati Reds, you can do no better than the Locked On Reds podcast. You can hit me up at Jeff Carr on Twitter, J E F F F C A R R, for more information about that. Now, housekeeping aside, I'm going to get to a series here that I'm looking at this week. We're we're taking a look at the other teams in the division, and I'm starting today because I feel as though it needs to be done like a band aid and just rip it off cleanly. We're going to start with the St. Louis Cardinals. Now, don't get me wrong. This team is not full of the guys who, in years past, have gotten under our skins. There's no Chris Carpenter types. I mean, there is still Yadier Molina, so there's you know definitely still the guy that you gotta boo whenever he comes up to bat at Great American Ballpark. But other than him, I'm not looking at a guy that's just out and out gonna be annoying. And in fact, you know, from a Reds fan perspective. The last time the Reds were really a thorn in the side of the Cardinals, the only three there's only three players that remain on the roster from that period. And that's Matt Carpenter, who back then, he was still just getting his legs about him in the major leagues. There's Adam Wainwright, who is in the twilight of his career. And there's Yadier Molina, who seems to be a robot, and I, I don't know if he's ever going to slow down. With Who knows? He's one of those guys that I feel like, You almost got to respect, but at the same time, you don't like. At least that's my feeling on the nature. Anyway, I won't go into that. That's (laughs) highly speculative. And if you ever catch me at the ballpark, we can talk more about that. Won't use podcast time on that any more than I already have. But looking at the Cardinals, based on projections, based on what people are saying about the division, objectively, they're the favorites, right? Last year, they won 88 games. This year, they add Paul Goldschmidt, and they add Andrew Miller, and they didn't really lose anything. I mean, there's nothing off the team that's a glaring, just, oh, my, I can't believe they lost that dude. Like, Tommy Pham is now a Tampa Bay Ray. He's not going to be playing center field for them. But, honestly, they got a dude who's probably better than Tommy Pham that's going to be playing center field for them, and Harrison Bader. Dude's got a good bat, and dude's got a great glove. I mean, I, I think they're going to be fine there. And really, one through eight, they're a solid team. You know, they're probably going to have Carpenter off because he's one of the best leadoff hitters in the league. I always enjoy watching him play. Um, probably in the two-hole some form of either Jose Martinez, which now he's going to be moving to the outfield with the addition of Paul Goldschmidt, or maybe Paul Goldschmidt bats second because then you have Marcelo Zuna who can bat third or fourth. And you've got Yadier Maluna, who fits in there somewhere. You've got Paul DeYoung. You've got Colton Wong. Those guys that just really form the nucleus that is the Cardinals. And then on the pitching side, they still have Miles Michaelis, who's going to be 30 this year. But he had a great season last year with 18 wins. And then you've also got Jack Flaherty, who figures to be a great young pitcher. And Luke Weaver, who still hasn't quite broken out in his major league career he's still a young dude that's trying to figure it out if he does figure it out we know what his brothers did jared weaver and all that that you know what they did in the major league so who knows what luke weaver can do pitching they're probably going to be pretty solid I'm not super scared like other than Michaelis I think Michaelis is definitely far and away their best pitcher I'm still not super worried about the rest of the rotation Adam Wainwright is a shell of what he used to be he's nowhere near as good as he once was (laughs) think of that old Toby Keith song but and, and their bullpen you know while they've got Andrew Miller And Jordan Hicks is going to slot in as their closer. I think Jordan Hicks got a little lucky last year. Sure, he's a fireballer that throws crazy speeds, but he only gave up two home runs in 77 innings. That's just not sustainable in any sense of the imagination. I don't see him doing that sort of crazy ratio again. He's going to give up a few more this year. We'll see what happens with him as he takes over the closer role because Bud Norris, who was their closer, I think, signed with the Blue Jays uh, on a minor league deal. So, you know, because he went free agency and all that good stuff. But the the bullpen's going to be looking a little bit different there. And who knows? I mean, Andrew Miller has a lot of innings on that arm. We'll see how he works out for St. Louis. But they definitely improved. And looking at them, I think that, especially with the projection models, you know, we've seen that the Cubs have been anywhere from second to last place we've seen that the brewers have been anywhere projected from first to last place so i think the cardinals are probably the favorites in most folks mind, and then just you know me looking at a you know a high overview you know if you remember the old nfl football games from the sega genesis (laughs) the blimp view just way up high Looking at this, I think the Cardinals are the favorites for the division. And definitely a team that the Reds are going to have a lot of fun with this year. They're going to be a measuring stick for how good the Reds have improved, I think, in 2019. And then just a couple of notes to get us out on this Monday. I noticed on MLB.com they broke down each team's best giveaway, best stadium giveaway for 2019 and for the reds they marked thursday july 18th against the cardinals the yasiel puig bobblehead giveaway as the reds best giveaway and i love the note i mean it's i can see it being serious but i can also see seeing it being a little bit of a troll move but they said we are so fascinated to see what yasiel puig looks like in a reds uniform that we want everything that can possibly prove it happened I think there's some folks around the league that don't see him as a long-term fit for the Reds. We're all hoping that they're wrong there. And then looking at today's Cactus League action, the Reds take on the Cubs in good year. Tony Santion is slated to be the starter for that game. We'll see how the Reds fare against their division rivals. That's at 3.05 today. I believe it's just a radio broadcast. I don't know that there's any television broadcast of that game. MLB Network has been airing delayed broadcasts of games and recorded broadcasts of games, so maybe it gets you know, recorded and thrown up on MLB Network later on. But just for the afternoon, tune your dial into 700 and listen to the game, listen to Marty and the guys talk some spring training ball. And just a quick note, I heard Tommy Thrall on the call the other day. I'm going to say that a lot, by the way, Tommy Thrall on the call. But I really enjoyed listening to him calling Reds games. I think he's going to be a great addition in the booth for our favorite hometown Reds. That being said, that'll wrap us up for the Monday edition of the Locked On Reds podcast. Thank you for downloading and listening. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and Stitcher. And also check us out on social media, at Jeff Carr with three Fs, and at Locked On Reds. And look us up on the website at lockdownreds.com. I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Hey, Prime members.